Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 491. Whoa, we're getting up there. Getting close. Yeah, we're getting old. Getting close to that we're big in the 90s. 500. I actually didn't fuck up this time and say some 891? Yeah. <laughs> Tony wants to throw us 40 years into the future. <laughs> it's the only way I'll, I'll uh, be able to live to 80 is by pretending that I'm 80 now. I thought you were going to say that the only thing that's going to keep you alive until is if we keep doing this podcast, oh. and I was going to be like, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Maybe that too, but oh, we had a lot of fun uh, today. Yeah. I've missed you. It's been a little bit. It's been so. a little bit. We had some we had some stuff going on. Yes, yeah, so so. we did We did talk about Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, so spoilers. But I felt like we were pretty... Well, yeah, there's still a lot of spoilers. Yeah, we, 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 I mean, we spoiled the... the big bad of the movie so if you haven't seen it and you don't know who the big bad is and you haven't heard then avoid that we talked about the illuminati is the big thing the thing is by now though it is all that stuff can't be contained like that's why you had to see this opening weekend or you just got to be off social media but there's that there's some passings of some great legends uh we had some comic book reviews and uh some other news so Yep. With that, uh, grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 491. We are amusing. Feels like it's been a month. It's been almost a month. It's yeah, been a week three. short of a month yeah. since we've recorded last. Once because you were maybe infectious. Yeah. And you didn't want to ruin my vacation. Yeah. I was more certain I was not. I know, but, but you know, when yeah. you're... when. <laughs> but yeah, I was not going to... <laughs> I would have been so mad. Like, we would have just stopped doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I would have felt you would have come and murdered me in my sleep, so... Because uh, you know where I live. <laughs> I do, and I could probably break into your house <laughs> if I really wanted to. <laughs> but then you had your lovely vacation. Yes, yes. We went to Maryland to the Chesapeake Bay part of Maryland. So, you know, Maryland is shaped like, a, I don't know, it's weird. It's got like a little tail that sticks <laughs> out into the ocean. Um, so we were down in like that part, which is very rural. Like, because you have Baltimore, which is an amazing city, yeah. and that's, like, up towards the top. And then you have the the part that's sandwiched between the Chesapeake Bay and the ocean, and it is very rural. Very, <laughs> very rural. Um, but beautiful. So we had a house on the bay. and How was, because uh, I know we're in springtime here in Michigan. Yeah. How was the weather there? Was it warm, cold? Yeah. It was about 60 to 70 degrees every day. Did you touch the water? I did. It was cold. I was going to say it's probably... Yeah. But the bay, I assume, probably warms up quite nicely because it's pretty shallow. Okay. For a lot of it. So, um, but there's oysters everywhere, so you have to wear shoes to go into the bay or else you'll slice your foot open on an oyster shell. Those so. and zebra mussels, fuck those things. Uh, <laughs> well, oysters are very beneficial to the well, health of hey, water. I mean, yes, so. I know... <laughs> They're totally different categories. Yes. I just know that they cut up feet, so yes. I'm afraid sometimes. Yes. Yes. Zebra mussels are pain in the ass. <laughs> Oysters are very good for the environment. Um, but it was it was nice. It was nice. We went to Assateague and Chincoteague Parks, which are along the ocean. They're islands. They have wild horses on them, which was fun. Do you have any, like, find any breweries over there? Any specialty beers? We went, we went to, so we went to a, um, a winery and a brewery because we wanted to taste the local fare. Um, we went to e- Evolution Brewing, but I think they fall under Evo. Like, they just, when they brand themselves. It, oh, I've seen Evo. Yeah. Um, their beer was very good, but we really, they had, like, a hard iced tea beer on draft that was delicious um it was like bubbly sweet tea that Mm -hmm. also got you drunk it was very nice and then we drove out to the middle of nowhere to this restaurant that served like the 
the buckets, like the crab buckets. Okay. <laughs> um, and it literally, when I say in the middle of nowhere, I really mean into the middle of nowhere, like nothing around. Uh, don't get lost because a horror movie might happen to you. Sort of middle of nowhere. Um, it is delicious. Well, I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you're back, though, because I've been just looking at all the fun things that have been happening. <laughs> There's been actually a lot of news in the last couple of weeks. Lots of things have come out, um, and some things have ended. So I want to kind of start off with Moon Knight. Okay. And uh, what'd you think of that finale? Um, you know, it was what it was. I didn't, Moon Knight didn't really do it for me overall as a show, although I had, there was a lot of highlights for me around it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like it kind of abruptly ended. That's, I felt it was a little, like it needed a little more breathing room yeah. to, to flesh out that ending. Because it was right. like action packed, like from the get go. And then it kind of just was like, and it's over. Yeah, and then we get, you know, you finally get to meet the third personality, but, like, as far as I know, this is a one and done. So what the fuck good was that? I, his character isn't one and done, though. He's going to definitely show up in a movie you at think some so? point. You wouldn't have a, a series with know. that high profile of a name to not have him show up in some sort of movie later on. Yeah. I mean... Well, I certainly hope so. And they've been talking about it possibly being... They want to do another season now. Yeah. There was a rumor right before the last episode hit that had them switching on all their Twitters and handles of instead of uh, the series finale, it was season one finale. Mm. So people kept thinking, oh, does that mean, you know, and I, I wouldn't put it past them, though. It got a lot of praise. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac had said that he would come back. And obviously this is the beginning too, so they would know how story was going to unfold. But like, they were like, if there was the need or there was this a good script and everything. But again, I felt like they thought, yeah, we could just wrap it up. But again, Loki season two came about because everyone loved it right away. Right. So I don't think they have plans yet, but I think. Yeah. Which then they could get to his other alter, Jake right. Lockley, and all that. But all in all. I enjoyed it, but it was quick. And it was, yeah. Giant kaiju battle, though, in Egypt was cool, though. Uh, yeah, but it felt very unnecessary for them to be that big. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it was just a random... Like, I know why you liked it, but it just felt very random that they had to be huge. True. <laughs> yeah, there was no Like, they could have had the... that same battle small. <laughs> it didn't need to be that big. Oh, and they, did, they didn't even destroy half the city. They just kind of yeah. slid down the side of their pyramid and yeah. cracked their back. It was, yeah. All right, so then the other big thing that came out this past weekend. Yes, so spoilers, spoilers. Yes, we are, I'm trying to be as not spo but I guess we're just going to talk about it. But Yeah, man. We, we're dropping this about a week after, so. Right, but if you haven't seen it yet. And you're planning on seeing it, then like jump ahead. I don't know. Yeah. Five minutes or so. Yeah. There's a lot to talk Maybe about. Maybe longer. <laughs> jump ahead five. See if we still are talking about. It. Jump ahead another five. You know, and then keep going until we're done. <laughs> um, I really liked it. I loved it. Um, it felt very Sam Raimi. So there was. It wasn't until. Um, I don't even remember which part it was that I was, my buddy goes, yeah, this is very Sam Raimi. And I go, I totally forgot that yeah. he directed it up until that point, but I kept having it in the back of my mind of this feels familiar. And I'm like, this has so many of just right. him all over it. Well, and it's, it's throwback Sam Raimi, right? Cause he directed all those Spider-Man movies and you can watch those without thinking like Sam Raimi directed these. But because this was horror based, there you got a lot of like Evil Dead influence and, and a lot of the camera shots, and of course Bruce Campbell, who can't not be in a Sam Raimi movie. Um, but yeah, there and then so a, a lot of the what they call shaky cam, 
right, that they did in Evil Dead where they would run through the forest and shake the camera <laughs> yeah. to make it look like... So that there was a lot of that. There was a lot of old-school horror, like, in, uh, transposing scenes over each other. So you get, like, those faded faces kind of that pop up in very dramatic sort of fashion that makes no sense when you're watching it and then you're like, this is just because he wanted to do it <laughs> sort of thing. But and we had all but a zombie... Pretty much, yeah, in there and, yeah, and then we even have Bruce Campbell. So, yep, you gotta, you gotta in a Sam Raimi movie. So, so they did so fucking well of hiding who the bad guy was of this movie. Yeah, because there was no, even seeing it, I can't believe that that's how they went with Scarlet Witch. Right. Like, I thought for sure she was teaming up with him. She was helping. Right. There's many things online of like nightmare because they probably heard of the script of like dreamwalking or whatever they're calling it in mm-hmm. there but like yeah i you know even um oh, what's his not is it gorath or whatever the giant eyeball starro type for the marvel universe that they fought in new york right away you know people are saying it's that but he's like a huge um dormammu type mm. being that dr strange has fought so just seeing that in the you know, some stills, people thought, oh, that's the big bad guy. Then. Right. No, it was Wanda. Who yeah. It's, it should have been. And Well, it all made sense. Well, it's... it it makes you go back and rethink, because the, there were people who were of two camps with WandaVision. There were oh, the people yeah. who, like, were like, oh, you know, poor Wanda. She's going through all this stuff. And there were people who were like, she's a bad guy. Yeah. Why is everybody licking her butthole? She tortured a bunch of people. And they're just letting her go. Um, But then you have that tease at the end of it of her reading the dark hole. Right. But even then, I thought that it was going to be her going crazy, opening some portals to find her kids. So that's where she was going to go. But I thought her just reading the dark hole, I guess it was just not going to make her evil, but just more crazy in that. Sure. How she kind of is in the comics sometimes, too. Like, well, just, mean, she splits. She was crazy in this movie. Yes. She was so fucking hot. Crazy. I... <laughs> oh, God. The crazy this hot very, scale is real. That is very telling. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Uh, Anthony, he is, like, Elizabeth Olsen, he just thinks is the most beautiful person in the world. Since he had COVID the, last week, he couldn't go with mm. me. Which I'll tell you who I brought in a sec. But he uh, I, he was just asking how it was. I go, dude, man, you're going to have a boner the entire oh, movie. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she looked just gorgeous. But so I had my dad come with me. Ah. Because I couldn't. All my friends either already had tickets or, you know, were going a different time. So couldn't find someone to come with me uh, and my friends to go see this. So I invited my dad, who has not watched a single Marvel movie. Oh, my God. I gave him the rundown going into this of some some key characters. Totally forgot about American Chavez, so that would have been helpful for him to know who that person was. Well, there's a lot of people who watch this movie who didn't know who. Well, yeah, but it's also her origin, so hopefully he found out uh, that way. But it was it was funny because then afterwards, my friends and us went to the bar, and we're talking about things and Moon Knight and everything, and my dad's just. Trying to fit in, <laughs> saying things. I saw. I think I saw Spider Man. <laughs> but anyways, back back to this movie. Uh, well, even for him, who's never seen a Marvel movie, he thought that was really cool. Yeah, and interesting. Yeah. Um, I wish we would have seen more universes, though. Like, I know. I they. That's the one thing that they could have done more of is taken us through like. Because we only really went to one other universe. Yeah, I mean, you saw him like traverse through a bunch of them and go through like the whole morphine thing, and he mentions where we paint. Yeah. You know, but it would have been nice for like stop offs in in some other ones. Um, you know, because there were all kinds of rumors. They're like, who are they going to bring in from from Marvel stuff that they can make canon by making it like Lou, the Lou Ferrigno Hulk and stuff like that. So lost opportunity there. But nonetheless, they gave us the best universe, I think, um, with the the one with the Illuminati. Well, and Illuminati, because there's Illuminati on many <laughs> I universes. know, but this specific Illuminati was great. 
Um, and I don't, we don't need to talk about it yet if we're not there yet. Um, cause that is the thing I want to talk about the most. <laughs> oh, we could talk about that. Um, well, we all knew Professor X Professor was going And we all knew prior to it cause they showed the little corner of his little yellow scooter thing. Although I was starting to think, cause again, with how they do their trailers and again, no one would have suspected Scarlet Witch. That that was also, like, them fucking with mm. us, and it wouldn't have been Professor nope. X. He was full on there, but... and they even did the animated <laughs> music <laughs> when he rolled on up, and I was, like, in the audience, like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, so that was awesome. My only gripe with that is, like, fuck, is he depowered in that universe? Because I don't think that he would have went that fast. Spoilers. Um. No, I do think just with her and the Darkhold... I, mean, I don't know, man. He's fought some pretty powerful in shit. My, in the mind, but I think, though, the Darkhold being an evil entity... Yeah, I think he was... Kind of, well, he was lured in a little bit more, and he... Yeah, he was not as powerful as yeah. he should have been. But the two that I was like, holy shit, was Black Bolt. Yep. Because, again, I thought they all but wrote off the Inhumans. Was that the same actor who played back Black Bolt so. in the... But I never really watched the show. I know. That's what Connor and I were talking about. It. And I was like, is that the guy from the show? And he was like, I don't know. Was it? And I was like... And then neither of us looked it up. <laughs> but uh, the, Black Agar Boltagon. Yeah. Which I love that they said his name and Doctor Strange laughed at it because it's such a dumb name. <laughs> but... but <laughs> He is one of my favorite uh, comic book people yeah. because of, if you have a good writer for him, because again, you can't really have him ever talk. Right. Except for he can with Medusa's and their psychic link that they kind of have. So that's cool when you can kind of get his things, but his just, his mannerisms and just really it's Medusa just, you know, talking for him sometimes. Just such a well done character. And how he went was, what the fuck? I like... Didn't even realize that that was a possibility, but it makes sense yeah. once it happened. And so we can, I mean, no. we can leave stuff like that maybe. Yes, people, but I just, but... I, I, I love though too when they sentence their strange because then all he said was "I'm sorry," yeah. but whispered it, and you see how powerful he really is. Right. So you even saw his power, so that the audience could know who he is if yeah. they didn't. I, yeah, that was my one of my favorite cameos. But then the favorite, oh my gosh, really I, came. I know which one it is, because this person that they got to play this character has been fan casted as this character for fucking years now. Every time you see a fan casting for the Fantastic Four, John Krasinski is like the Reed Richards yeah. that everybody wants. And then his wife is Sue Storm. It fits perfectly yeah. well in their dynamic, um, just their looks, and they're great actors. But I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. Like, I... I know. It was very surprising. Like, and I was, I mean, I was doing a good job to, like, stay away from spoilers. But that's not one I even thought even some of the people spoiling things beforehand saw right. coming. So they kept that kept that very under wraps. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Now that does mean we're not gonna if they do Fantastic Four, we're not gonna get John Krasinski. Well, maybe because mean. they look the same, yeah. right? Yeah. So maybe we will get John Krasinski. Yeah. Well, that's what I th we think that yeah. that's all. But casting them, I know that they're planning on. It got pushed back a little bit. I I want to say they want to start twenty twenty three. Yeah, but they think, lost their director. Didn't yeah. They? So yeah. I think maybe twenty twenty four is when they're gonna start. But either within the next year they're gonna start. So they need to start casting right. soon. Oh. oh, it was great. But how they went oh, also was, was... Yeah, that... That that was just amazing. Yeah, they they really... I mean, Wanda really took them out in the only way that you can so quickly. Um, I, she was powerful. She, she was, was very powerful. Um, so we had... Uh, was it Monica was... Uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. And, um, which is interesting because Monica actually has been Captain Marvel in the past. Yeah. And the leader of the Avengers mm -hmm. in like the 70s. So that was cool. And then, of course, we had Captain Carter. And I have to tell you, 
for the brief time that she was fighting, I was like, that chick is fucking badass. Yeah. Holy shit. I could watch that whole movie. Yep. <laughs> I loved when she delivered the Captain America line, yeah. too. And, yeah. I I was just like, oh, you're, you're, you're no match for her. Right. You're going to die gruesomely. You're the last one standing. Yep. And then how she went was like, holy shit. Yeah. But again, that was all horror. Right. That I'm just like... Pure horror. And yeah. there's there's people online kind of arguing with Marvel's decision... To go horror on it? No, no. Like, oh. of the PG-13 rating. They oh. think it should be a little... It should be R. Well... And I don't think it's a nece- it's to the point that it needs to be R, because there was not blood and stuff. But it was also... I would not want to, like, it was not for kids. Making it PG-13 allows parents to, like, decide Well, and it, it allows them to make more money yeah. in the long run. And it lets parents decide what they want their children to see. Also, like, don't tell me that you weren't watching gruesome horror movies when you were, like, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. So, yeah, it, you know, and... When Professor Xavier used his little powers, you got, like, the little beams coming out of his head. uh, It was all just done so well. I was just so happy. And, again, the only thing that I hated was how quickly it took Wanda to take out Professor Xavier. Because I was like, I don't know. He's fought a lot of people in the mindscape. I feel like he would have lasted a little bit longer. That's what I, yeah. Um, But. Yeah, so it was... Good, and we really didn't even talk about the end, but, like, again, the... I kind of got to say the one of the post credit scenes. The incursion. They talked about it throughout the movie, and if that's where they're going with this, it is going to end the next ten years in Secret Wars. Uh, the incursions, which, if anyone wants to read about them, started um, in 2016. It's Jonathan Hickman's run of Avengers, I think, time runs out or something's where it started and that's where we got the illuminati finding out about worlds are colliding and whole universes and that ends up in secret wars 2 with uh, lord Emperor doom and battle world i don't know if they'd end in that realm and having because lord- that was the, that secret wars that ended up that had all of those offshoot worlds like where there was yeah. the marvel zombies world and all that stuff and then we got evil Reed Richards, right? Uh, well, the Maker's always been in in the Ultimates universe, okay. and he came over, cause, but he he survived whatever. It ended when the Fantastic Four, who had been gone for a while, came back, mm. um, and pretty much defeated uh, God Emperor Doom, and they then started having Franklin Richards create universes, and that was kind of one of the epilogues in the story. They don't need to go that route right. with it, but they could still... Because, again, a lot of things aren't based on just the comic books. They could take incursions and have the original Secret Wars, which was the Grandmaster, or is the Beyonder, I forget which one, that started the first Secret Wars, and just pitted people right. against each other to, you know, watch them battle. Yeah. Well... You have multiple universes now. You have somewhere in there the Fox X-Men universe. You have somewhere in there the Sony universe. If those are going to be the last, you know, final four, you know, worlds, they could do something like that and then say the winner of this, you know, universe wins, blah, blah, blah. That's my thought and theory. Yeah. It was confirmed in this movie that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is... 616. I hate that designation, right. but you know what? The it's... comics are 616. Yeah, yeah. So that means they're the same universe. What they're trying to, to say is that the MCU has its own multiverse that is always going to be different than the comics universe and just agree with it so that we can just say, even though there's technically a movie MCU universe within the hierarchy of the... Mm-hmm. It's in one of the Marvel... Um, uh, comic book handbooks of whatever of the multiverse, whatever, you know. Right. They call it six one six. I'm over it. I'm not gonna. It's not a hill. It's I'm our area code here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Honestly, that's what my dad. <laughs> my dad whispered that to me in the theater. He goes, "That's our area code." Luke was so happy and proud, and it is funny the people that don't understand that it was a random just number right. that just alliterated came out 
uh, when they... I know. We're tied to it too much yes. here in, in uh, West Michigan. <laughs> I think self-importance. <laughs> we, you know what we really need to do is we need to write to Marvel and say, hey, do you know where the 616, you need to have a premiere here in Grand oh, Rapids. We'll host it. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Feige comes over and... <laughs> Oh, man, we can't do it at your house if Kevin Feige's coming over. I've always wanted to visit uh, the Studio A. I know all about Studio B and C. You listen to our podcast. Oh, man. Um, yeah, great movie. Love the horror. Love So at the, at the end, without giving really the ending away... Um, the the spirits the demons or whatever that are unleashed if that is not full on Sam Raimi mm-hmm. I don't know what is I mean there was a lot of things in the movie that were 100% Sam Raimi but once those creatures were introduced and their mannerisms and the way they looked even was very evil dead um, which I enjoyed a lot and uh, you know you can't have a movie debut without numbers, so it made 187 million domestic uh, this past weekend. It's one of the biggest openings since the pandemic, um, which again pandemic numbers, but it's still one of the best openings uh, they've had. It's uh, Sam Raimi's uh, biggest opening oh, really? box office weekend for a movie, yeah. Wow. Um, and it beats out a lot of, it beats out doc, the original Doctor Strange at, by almost like 100 million. Wow. So those numbers are strong. Now, here's the thing, though. There has been some people that either didn't get it. There's people that are like, you know, it felt rushed or this or that. So there's a lot of differing opinions on this. Some people that just didn't know it'd be horror because if you at least accept that you kind of know what movie you're getting into yeah they didn't shy away from advertising it as a horror movie either i'm pretty sure when they announced it they said it was going to be a horror movie but some people don't know and and care or even knew who some of these other secondary characters were so it's really going to come down to the second weekend to see if this is going to be a huge blockbuster or if it's it's still going to print money they always do. Yeah. Even Eternals did. But again, Eternals isn't looked at as one of their most favorites because it didn't get them that billion. Right. Well, and it was bad. It was some... Yeah. It was... That was... Yeah. It was yeah. beautiful, but bad. It was bad. Uh, we should probably get into some comic Oh, yeah. That's reviews. right. I mean, that's part of our podcast. Uh, yeah. We're not just the Doctor Strange <laughs> talking about the movie all day. Um, I will quick go through mine... Um, primarily because, one, I didn't know, and two, I don't want to talk about too much. Okay. And so one of them is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, number five. So this wraps up the five-issue series. Uh, The brief rundown of The Last Ronin is the first issue, you don't know who it is, which turtle it is until the end, but you assume it's Raph, because this person's kind of really pissed off and you don't know why. He's got that wrath attitude. Yeah, and you already know, you know, if they're the last one, you know something happened to the family, which the other books start to reveal. And what's really cool is there's this, uh, the same artist, you know, on this, but for the flashback stories, they made it really um, look like almost like a brush-painted cartoonish, you know, as in like a Japanese-type style. watercolor. So that when... Because this is happening, obviously, in the future, but for his past of that time, right. like, eight years prior, how he lost his, you know, siblings, um, you learn that April O'Neil is still alive, um, but New York has been pretty much taken over. Baxter Stockman has his robots that are working for Shredder's grandson, who's now in charge of Foot. I don't know how that nerd got any sort of power. There's a lot of, well... Such a pansy ass and all they, of the original they, material. Because, again, this is supposed to be taken from the ongoing uh, books right now, which Shredder is dead. Right. And so, but he has a daughter that has been in charge of the Foot Clan, so partially how he could have then a grandson and everything, and... You don't need to read any of those to read this because, again, it's a self-contained, mm-hmm. you know, old man Logan type future sure. world. But Casey, or sorry, Casey and April had kids together. Oh. And 
what was kind of a cool thing throughout the story is that you this turtle who by the way spoiler cuz is the fifth one is over is Mikey actually whoa no one would have suspected that no one did and but yeah just cuz of his attitude he talks to his brothers that kind of like are in his mind like they just kind of show up in some panels when he's trying to think of you know and it was kind of a cool thing to include then the other turtles and mm-hmm. their um attitudes towards things while he's trying to because they're always like, you're so dour now and stuff. And he's like, well, I'm the only one alive. And hmm. Casey and April had a, a kid. That makes it sadder. You find out, though, that the mutagen has made him kind of just a little bit bigger, beefier over the years. But people that have been exposed to them so much, such as April O'Neil and Casey Jones, uh, their daughter has mutagen blood, kind of. So oh. it didn't. Weird. it doesn't really go too much into the story except for she's a little bit quicker faster you know can probably heal a little bit quicker um because at the end of this there was a conclusion to this story but it said to be continued okay and without giving kind of the last thing i think it's a whole future where mikey won and got revenge for his family is there going to be some power vacuums you know and it it could have just ended as is, and that's what I thought. But the to be continued with the scene of this young Casey girl and April trying to, you know, revive some, you know, things and make a new society. I could see them kind of going in the realm, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be as good. But I loved it. Nice. The second book that I uh, I talked way more than I did about that one uh, is The Death of the Justice League. This is Justice League number 75. I haven't been reading Justice League in a while. Actually, I haven't been reading the New Frontier stuff in a while, actually at all, since it first came out. This, I was a bit lost. I know who the characters are and everything, but what's going on with the bad guy, uh, this pariah person, uh, the, um, not the source, uh, their specter is back and Mm. finding out he's probably the big bad. This goes into Dark Crisis, which, again, Jesus fuck, guys. Like I know. I didn't realize that part at first. I thought this would be a fun, not fun because, you know, they're going to die, but, like, a world just without without them. Let's see what happens for the next year in DC comic books without Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and some of these main people. How amazing could those books be for the next year? And although they get wiped out on this, it's going into a dark crisis, which just means everything is going to be put back together with a nice bow. Maybe they do uh, stretch us out for a year, but I doubt it because most places can't go that long without their main people. Right. So, obviously it's a big event. I am a little curious because they, they all died, but like, how are they going to come back? Because they will. Of course they will. Do I care? Not I know. Really, it but... makes it hard. Like, I'm only half checked into this conversation. Because <laughs> it's like... I mean, uh, you know. They've had some great crisis, crises. They've had way too fucking many, though. But they've had a lot of crises, yeah. Even the whole death metal was a crisis thing. Yeah. And that was... And then they took that way too long, too. Yeah. Like... Yes, it was very popular because it was new and fresh. Like, and then you beat it to fucking death. Yeah. The freshness is gone. <laughs> yep. I am still looking forward to the Jurassic League, though. That's just going to be dumb and funny where they are dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, yeah but. That could be good. Yeah. Uh, so know. this is probably also, this whole thing's going to have a lot of fucking probably tie-ins and shit. And, yeah. For me, DC is really living in the black label. Like, I prefer oh, yeah. to just buy on to, like, a couple black label titles and then go... Because th- they haven't... I know there's an ending. They're usually limited series, and they're unique and new and interesting stories. In the Sandman universe, too. Like, because, yeah, they don't really have Vertigo, but there's some stories that are still owned by DC, but not right. DC label that are way better than this shit. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. We probably pissed off whole fandom, but oh well. That's okay, because I'm going to piss some people off with what I'm going to talk about. 
Um, so, and it's funny because the thing I'm going to talk about isn't even a review of the comic book, but it's related to it. Um, so I am still up on Ice Cream Man. I'm still rocking it. Issue 29 just came out a couple of weeks ago. I, I don't, I don't know how else to say this, but if you're not reading this book, then you're fucking missing out because it's, they're so weird. They're so thought provoking. You don't have to read every single one of them, but there is a little bit of a, a tie between all of them mm-hmm. to make it, to make you really like dig into them in a way that you wouldn't, if there wasn't, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how else to talk about it. If people aren't reading it, then I don't know what I can say <laughs> to get them reading it, but it's so good. Um, and you know, this one was about uh, somebody who died and his will and the, the way the things he left to people in his family and stuff like that. But of course, because it's ice cream man, it's all very weird. Um, but more specifically, what I wanted to talk about when it came to Ice Cream Man is they have a couple uh, bundles coming out. If you go to their website, okay. uh, it's quarantinecomics.com, comics with an X. Um, they started this website during COVID and they were doing like little short issues that they were selling. But they're just, this is just their website now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have the Ice Cream Man book plate bundle which um, collects issues 1 through 12 in a hardcover and comes with some extras, and that's $50. And then they have um, the Sunday edition bundle with that's $99 that comes with a little bit more, but again, it collects issues 1 through 12 in a beautiful hardcover. Um, but more specifically, what I would love to point out is 100% of the proceeds from these go to women's reproductive health. Oh, that's cool. Which is a very important issue for me right now. Um, and, you know, if you're on the other side listening to this and you're like, oh, reproductive health, women's reproductive health, I'm against that. Well, you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you listen to this podcast anymore. Um, just saying. So I thought that was super cool. If you haven't read it, you want to pick up a really awesome version of the book and also help a very worthy cause, then definitely hit their website and check that out. Um, but the actual book I want to talk about, if I can get to it here, is The Secret History of the War on Weed. And this actually came out on 420, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it was written by um, Jerry Duggan. Jerry? Gary? Gary Duggan? It's a G-E-R-R-Y. Jerry? Gary? Yeah. Jerry? Yep. Uh, and Brian Posehn, who, I mean, that guy is awesome. Uh, art by Scott Koblish. So this takes place in the 80s, and I know that it takes place in the 80s because the Reagans are involved, but specifically Nancy Reagan, right? Because the, the war on drugs was like her whole thing in the 80s and America has this like big muscly like flat top hair wearing guy (laughs) who like does all of America's dirty work Um, and so they sick him on the war on drugs (laughs) and it's been a couple weeks so I'm trying to so um, it's like a a physical war is what they're like is it a real war physical war this is a physical and this so that's is, the secret war on drugs. Yeah. So they have him fighting, like, lizard people. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, he's he's in South America fighting these crocodile people. But when <laughs> when they go to fight him, the, the crocodile guy is like, I brought reading to your people thousands of years ago. And <laughs> we have sustainable energy and are off fossil fuels. And healing is free in my society. And the guy's like, I don't care. And he kills him. <laughs> so that's the kind of narrative they're going with, right? Um, How's that, though, the war on drugs? Well, that's just introducing the, the character. Okay. Um, and I'm, again, trying to find his name because it's very... Oh, his name is Scotch McTiernan. Scotch McTiernan. Scotch, uh, not Scott. Scotch. 
And okay. just just picture again like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like Predator or any of those movies that he did in the 80s where he was just huge veiny sort of muscle guy. That's this guy. And when Nancy Reagan decides she wants to take the war on drugs to another level, she sends him off to California to, like, torch the pot fields. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. And he, so he shows up at this farm and starts just killing a shit ton of people. <laughs> just starts killing him. Until finally, of course, some hot chick hits him in the back of the head, or start, distracts him, and he gets hit in the back of the head with a shovel. So the the farm people lock him in a cage, which they just had, which is also weird. They just had a cage to lock him in. Um, but they get him like their their punishment is to, like put a put a gas mask on him and like pipe weed into his lungs and get him real high, and it like changes his life. He decides that he can't fight the war on drugs anymore. Oh my god. He's gonna join their side and 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 protect protect the farm and just be like a chill dude now, which I thought was hilarious. But that's kind of like halfway through the book because in the second half they realize what happened and so Washington sends like a whole group of mercenaries to go after him. Wow, were they stoned when they <laughs> Yes, obviously. <laughs> So they have, like, a whole cavalcade of 80s bad guys going after him, and their names include Mr. <laughs> Misconduct, who looks like a rip-off Mr. T, kind of, um, The Spider, uh, Carol, <laughs> who kind of looks like, um, what's his name's character from Fifth Element, uh, uh, oh god, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I? Nobody knows what. <laughs> not not Bruce Willis, the comedian. What what is that guy's name? Anyway, she looks like him, kind of. Uh, Johnny Cocaine. Chris Tucker. Chris, or, yes. Yeah, Chris, Chris Tucker. Tucker. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you. Johnny Cocaine, or I'm sorry, Cocaine Johnny, who's just a white dude in like a Magnum PI suit. Bop, who's just like a punk girl, uh, and Bench Press. <laughs> Warbrain, who is Hitler's brain in a bod in a like a mechanical suit, and Handsome Johnny, who is this guy who's been sewed all back together, and the Crusher. So this is the cavalcade of eighties villains that are going at government sanctioned villains that are going after Scotch McTiernan <laughs> to to punish him for flipping to the wrong side of the battle. I mean, it's just it's all of the gloriousness of like overproduced 80s action movies but funny because it's so ridiculous to think about the war on drugs in this manner yeah where it's like physically like Nancy Reagan took a bunch of weird <laughs> fucking 80s villains and sent them to actually fight for for weed at this point in our country like, the whole idea of that seems ridiculous, because it's legal in so many places now. Um, but yeah. Very entertaining. I would definitely recommend picking it up and giving it a read. It's a one-shot. You know, they're not. it's not an ongoing series, so they get it all out in, uh, in one go. And it's just a really good, fun... It looked interesting. ...read, yeah. They have little games... In here, they have activity pages. They have a 420 word search. They have like a crossword puzzle that's all uh, clues based on weed and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just supposed to be a good old fun time, I think. And it was. And you shouldn't be high while reading it. I, you know, I mean, I, whatever, do what you got to do with your own life. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm I just saying. I'm sure there's some things that are probably better i it's like it's not complicated so you probably could read it high and it could be a lot of fun read high but i also like i can't do that <laughs> <laughs> those two activities do not overlap for yeah, me. that's what I, I don't think that that would be a wise decision but i could have thought of this story well high but i don't know that i could read it well 
Um, but anyway, yeah, definitely. Even if you're like, I don't smoke weed, it's still fun, fun story to read. So check it out. Will do. Um, in other news, other news, um, they have released the trailer for the new Love, Death, and Robots. Is it the actual trailer? Because they also had a trailer that was just a bunch of clips from the previous. No, this actually is it for... It has the stuff for from yeah. the new one. Okay. So, uh, should be coming out soon. I don't have the date for when... It's a great show. It's coming out, but I just love... Yeah, I like, every time it does debut... Oh, coming out May 20th. So, in a couple weeks, we'll have to then kind of pick which one's our favorite, because it's so hard sometimes. There's, like... There might be one that you're, like, towards the bottom, but then there's, like, always all these, like, they're just so fucking good. I'm sorry. Does that say David Fincher? Is there a David Fincher short in these? Can you scroll back up? Director Alberto Mielgo, Jerome Chen. Keep going up. Carlos Stevens. Tim Miller. That's awesome. Tim Miller's a great director. Jennifer, not saying those other people aren't. I just don't know their names. Robert B.C. and Andy Lyon, Emily Dean, David Fincher. Fuck yeah, man. David Fincher's tits. <laughs> <laughs> it's his first animated feature, I guess. That's super cool. I love a good David Fincher project. Fight Club is one of my favorite movies of all time. All right, maybe we'll get some fighting robots. Um, I mean, he's done other stuff, too. Yeah. But... <laughs> Um, also, I, I saw this before the, the Doctor Strange movie, but oh God. the, the trailer for the new Avatar, uh, it, I'm sorry, I'm, I might be about to say something controversial, but it looked terrible. I, I, I will say that it's a, like two decades too late, I feel yeah. like it looks like it should have been made immediately after the first one. Like to me, there was no progression in, in technology. Since, uh, from the first one then the way it looked they looked exactly the same to me yeah also I just didn't really like the first Avatar <laughs> so like the story has no interest for me whatsoever yeah I, I guess I again I was one of those people that I was more enthralled with the movie making enthralled uh, enthralled uh, <laughs> with the movie making process of like how they shot it. And yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are the sometimes 3D, they, it being like the first real three yeah. D movie and how they did that and everything. Like so again, that's why I loved it. Yeah. And if this doesn't have leaps and bounds of like, doesn't that, appear from that, to. No. Doesn't appear to. Oh, maybe they splash water at you when you're watching it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, James Cameron has made a lot of strides in movie technology, this being, the first Avatar being one of those strides, but I just... Does it take place 20 years later? Like, is that... is Or is it literally, like, not that long after? Is Jake Sully the guy running around with the dreads and the face mask on? <laughs> Who's the only non-blue character running around with all the blue cats? <laughs> I do. I don't know. So everyone can hate me if they want, but I don't think it looks very good. <laughs> um, I want to. Uh, no, but I don't think I got any other movie. Well, I guess another TV show news. Um, so there's always been the controversy of what's going to happen uh, with uh, Kamala and the new Miss Marvel show and her powers and. They're like, oh, we don't want to have her have the same powers as Mr. Fantastic and blah, blah, blah. And that's been thoughts and things. But again, her powers from the trailer look like they're coming from the Nega bands that she had and that they're almost um, energy-based than her actually stretching. Yeah, and bigoting. Yes, because she got that because she's an inhuman. Mm -hmm. And when the Tyrgen mist uh, bomb exploded her with a lot of other new humans as they call them but those have pretty much all been retconned in from the comics lately i haven't seen much about it. there hasn't been an inhuman book out and no it's i feel been like years yeah i could see them starting to ramp up maybe bringing them back in but especially with having black bolt but i don't think she's going to be an inhuman 
and they're saying that their powers are more cosmic based. Yeah. I think they're going to tie it more into her, you know, being a Cree. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. And having, because she's Cree, right? I don't, I don't know her backstory that well. Oh, I thought she had. Uh, she was part just like uh, Captain Marvel uh, was. Muslim and Cree aren't the same thing, Tony. I <laughs> having ancient Cree blood in her system. If she's an Inhuman, then yeah, I feel bad then if that's, that's not what true. They were right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then yeah. So then I okay, I am right. <laughs> You make it mean sound. <laughs> I know. Than... I love it. Um, it's great. So they don't want her to have the same powers as that's been the rumor and the, the character that hasn't been introduced yet. And also, like, but it's okay for two Hawkeyes to be running around. They don't really have powers. But they're both archers. I know. <laughs> we can't have two stretchy people, but we can have two people who just shoot arrows. I just think. <laughs> Two things. Again, it goes back. I've said it before. With Mr. Fantastic, he has a whole suit. So you don't need to show human hands being. You can have him have his gloves on or something. Right. Meaning the CGI of that... Is a little easier. Is a little bit different than flesh right. tones that... Well, also, look... he's going to be in a movie and not in a TV show. Yeah, true. Yeah. So but bigger bit, budget. Yeah, different budget. Yeah. The, the, which will... It'll be good, however they do it. Sure. But that was thoughts as well of why they're not doing it. Oh, hell, Marvel. But, again, this is not the comic books, you know. No, no. They've made that super clear. Iron Man made Ultron in the movies, and he did not in the comic books. It's, like, the longer you watch these, the more you... And somebody actually asked me this today when we were talking about Doctor Strange, and I asked all of them if they even bothered to read any of the comic books, and of course the answer is no. And then they asked me, should we? And I was like, it doesn't matter. Yes, you should, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to help your understanding of the movies. I mean, maybe a little bit, but it'll also piss you off because they've changed a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So you're either going... You're going to go in knowing maybe backstories and, like little easter eggs and stuff a little bit more but also like you'll be mad because you know Dark Phoenix doesn't happen the way it does in the comic book <laughs> that was just uh, for my own personal issue um, there there was uh, there was rumors especially at the ending of um, Moon Knight there's gods if they were going to have some like gore the god butcher show up in that or mm. explain why the eternals guys... were scrapped from the ending of that show see there's a lot of things where uh going back to uh the doctor strange movie that got changed multiple times like that's also a thing that people need to know of how good it is could it could have been disastrous for them because so many reshoots and rewrites because they decided where they're going to go with the next thing, and then which what happened with some of these shows and everything that also got rewritten. Mm-hmm. That's why you know they're really trying to hunker down with what are we going to be doing the next ten years so we don't have these mistakes again. Um, but yeah, there was thoughts of that. There were thoughts of him showing up at the end of this. There was thoughts of Loki being in uh, Doctor Strange, which they very well could have shot some of those things, but then. Decided not to because of right. the route they're going. Obviously, we do think Loki will be in the new um, Thor. Thor, yeah. But I think Moon Knight could show up in Thor mm. as like, or even just an Egyptian god or something. Or they mention mm. you know a thing mm. or two. Uh, but yeah, there is that whole thing. His vibe doesn't really mesh with the Thor movies, though. Who doesn't? Moon Knight. No, that's why I'm saying that they wouldn't, like, have him show up. They'll mention Khonshu or, like, you know, the other deities. Well, yeah, because Zeus is going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's, like, a whole hall of gods. Is that a thing? Sure. Yeah, where they all meet and talk about god things. Sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) They don't have that. Well, actually, they do have that in the Marvel Universe. I just can't remember what it is, but they do all meet. Noden is usually in charge of that. Of course he is. Yeah. But Zeus kind of hates him for that. Of and... course he does. But There's I think a couple the, of egos I right think there. The Pantheon, though, is dead right now in Marvel Universe still. So. Hmm. Um, 
<laughs> Alright, I have two other things. Uh, both are kind of lighthearted things. So, the screenwriter for Shang-Chi mm-hmm. made a bet with the director because when he was coming up, you know, developing this, the, the script for it, uh, him and uh, another screenwriter had the crazy idea of putting a little faceless, six-legged creature named Morris in the script. Mm. And he had had a bet that it wasn't going to be in the movie. Like, they weren't going to... Put, Let it go. Put it in the movie, yeah. But of course it was. Obviously. So the screenwriter had to get a tattoo of Morris. Oh my god, that's great. And so you can find that online. It shows him just getting the process of getting a small little Morris tattoo. And I'm like, Cute. that's cool. He's also coming back as the screenwriter for Shang-Chi uh, 2 or the sequel or whatever it oh. is that they're going to be nice. filming of that. So obviously he's he's in it for the long haul. Long but haul. it's kind of funny that he... Funny. Lost the bet of one of the cutest. I mean, come on, they're gonna make merchandise of that. I mean, yes, of course, obviously, and like Ben Kingsley. Like, I don't know that they would have kept it in if the interaction between Ben Kingsley's character, true, and that little creature wasn't so weird and great. Yeah, and heartwarming. Yeah. And... <laughs> yes, I actually, I actually just rewatched that the other week because it's really good. It's, it's, just such a good movie on its own. Everyone, Not even I mean, being it, Marvel. Don't know any. You don't need to say they're Marvel characters. It's just an yeah. awesome. It, it has its. I mean, all of these movies have their issues. Like, how did Aquafina learn how to shoot arrows so fast? But you know, just buy in. <laughs> all right, my my last uh, lighthearted story. So, uh, I guess there's been a lot of Twitter going back and forth between James Gunn and Elf. Elf, the you remember Elf? 1980s sitcom character? Yeah. Alien? Alien life form? Yes. Uh, Elf from Elmac, who yep. loves cat, eats cats and all that. So there's been talk uh, on the internet of a huge revival for Elf coming back this year. Well, and why not? Everything else is. Yeah, nostalgia and everything. But I don't know how this, it started with them going back and forth of this or that, but then... People started saying, "Oh, you guys, you know, is Elf going to be in the new, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy movie?" And and obviously the Twitter handle for Elf, they really tried. I saw a whole documentary on the creator of Elf and how uh, laborious he makes it to make Elf be its own thing. Like, mm. in which case they need to like no one can see the performer doing it and all this stuff. Where people know Kermit is, you know, an extension of Jim Henson's arm. Or whoever does him now. Not yeah. So anyways, whoever owns Elf and everything runs their Twitter handle and, and whatever. And they're just going back and forth. And what Elf goes is, can't just two best friends, you know, talk without being in a promotion, you know, together? <laughs> James Gunn's like, yeah, how do people doubt our sincerity of friendship? One of us owns a cat. One of us eats cats. This and that. <laughs> but also, I could have cared less about Elf showing up in the movie. And I really don't care. But I can almost guarantee you, Elf is going to now show up in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, why wouldn't he? I mean, why would he? Well, his his comic used to be made by Marvel. Did it? Mm-hmm. All and, right. and why wouldn't, you know, having in the background of the Senate, like, E.T. was on the first Star Wars movie, like, just a little cameo. I forget that E.T. was in the Star Wars yeah. movie. I think that it was on purpose that I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> the only news I saw was about the um, X-Men animated series, the new one that they're doing. Mm-hmm. They've confirmed the starting point for the show. Okay. And then it's going to be directly after the finale of the original Damn, series. so I'm going to have to rewatch that. Right? Because I don't remember what they ended it on. I know. I know. But that's awesome. So I'm glad they're just they're basically just continuing it. From there, I mean, why not? It's it's not like there's a an age or yeah. a year associated with, other than us calling it X Men '92. <laughs> Man, though, I do think though I will have to get a little refresher because I don't remember. I remember certain episodes and right. certain stories, but then there's probably a lot that I don't. Yeah, recall. there's there's a lot of like in between episodes, but when I worked at the video store, constantly I was constantly watching all of those to the point where my our, my customers would be like, "Are you watching X Men again?" And I'm like, "I am." Do you have a problem with it? <laughs> no. 
I don't. So that was very exciting, and I think that's the only news I found because I have an X-Men uh, feed direct to my news. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> it just sends me all the X-Men news. All right, Booze in the Book this week is um, the Oz Annual from Xenoscope. It's Dominion of Ozmo. Now, first off, the story seems straight out of a grim fairy tales type, you know. Um, the artwork is Xenoscope, but again, Xenoscope also has had beautiful art, much like... Um, actually, well... Yeah, anyways. So, uh, this, this whole thing um, is kind of its own world. Dorothy, you know, so it's not within the grim, you know stories at least that i know i haven't read any previous as well i just know well multiple stories of oz and all that right. so this is an adult dorothy coming back and um this osmo person has taken over and um i like the humanoid type uh obviously the scarecrow it looks like scarecrow right but um there was no tin man but there was the the cowardly lion who obviously not cowardly anymore after the original thing. So it's kind of a beast man. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, beautifully done. It was a pretty long book. It was like 68 pages or so. Um, but I enjoyed it. And cocktail to go with it because this sounds yummy as fuck. Yummy um, as fuck. Yeah. It's called The Wizard of Oz. So just uh, fill up a, a glass with some ice cubes and pour in three ounces of pineapple juice. Mm-hmm. One ounce of coconut liqueur and one ounce of melon liqueur. Oh, so it sounds really sweet. Basically, it's a Malibu and pineapple, but with some melon. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, you know what makes this even better to be paired with this book because melons are out hardcore in that book. As you were flipping through <laughs> it, I was like, "How are their boobs where they're at?" <laughs> They're not wearing bras. <laughs> not even sure how their shirts are up. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> um, last news before we end. Um, two big comic book greats have passed away. Neil Adams and George Perez. Yeah, super sad. I mean, we knew the George Perez thing was coming. Yes. Like, they've been preparing us for that for a while now. So it's still very sad. That it actually happened. You just—I know he was sent home uh, a month or so ago, and his wife had said he was doing well. So I was like, maybe he's gonna make a turnaround. But more likely, they just brought him home so that he could, yeah, be comfortable in his final days. And Neil Adams—that like—he wasn't that old. I mean, he was in his eighties, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I feel like up. he's looked the same for a very long time now, and obviously no. we see him at. Almost every single convention. And obviously, since he's, uh, yeah, he was 80. Yeah. So, that's still. Uh, it's, it's, yo- it's young and old at the same time, right? It feels young, but it also feels really old. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's half, like, I'm 40, so literally, that's my whole life yeah, again. But- <laughs> <laughs> so, this seems like a really long time. <laughs> Now, he, uh, a lot of people came out when he passed away, and obviously he passed away first a week ago, um, or George Prez, uh, it's in the last couple of days, uh, with Neil Adams and his work of really trying to uh, rejuvenate like the creators in the industry and get them more credit and more money and everything, too. So there was a lot of people coming out for what he did for all of them throughout, but two great... Uh, people in the industry it's only gonna keep keep yeah that's thing yeah as we get older these i mean these men who have been around for forever unlike the characters in their comic books and not not eternal i guess i for 80 why because i've seen a lot of people like um betty white and like people that have just lived yeah, in their Stan 90s. Lee's so it, way up into his 90s, yeah, right? so that's where I feel like, yeah, 80 yeah. isn't that cut off yet. But. Right, and it's, it's thankfully, it's like, that. it's good to have that feeling because, you know, just a couple decades ago, people living to 80 was like, oh my God, they're <laughs> so old. Um, but, you know, people can have vibrant lives 
up and until their 90s. By the time we're old, hopefully they'll have figured out a way to regenerate ourselves so we can live forever. <laughs> um, but until then, I can ho- only hope that I live until 80. But it is sad. I will miss seeing Neil at cons, ever the salesman, mm-hmm. constantly pushing those prints. Beautiful prints, of course. And then, you know, George just has so much history behind all of the books of his that I've read. So, very sad. So with that, stay thirsty for books from these great creators. How? How are we going to get books from these great creators? Stay thirsty for them. Keep, keep, keep wanting them. Go, go out to your local comic book store and I get see. some. I see. All right. That's what I was going for. It makes it feel that you're, they're writing books from the grave <laughs> when you said it. Stay thirsty for... Zombie novels. 